What up, niggas? <laughs> and welcome to the first episode of Here's the Deal with BA. Um, if you're caught up and you listened to the last episode of Punks Under Pressure, um, you heard the news. Jimmy is taking a break from the show, and Punks Under Pressure is on hold until he returns. Um, podcasting can be a lot, um, but I'm going to continue because I, you know, I find a release in doing this. Um, and I also think I'm coming into my stride with it. And I think it's, uh, great things to come. Uh, this is, this feels odd. I'm going to say it really does. And I'm not even a whole minute in, uh, I not used to talking to myself out loud. Um, I'm going to try not to talk so fast because I know I talk fast as fuck, but child this is what it's gonna be um i've talked about it in passing before on the podcast but i've dabbled in stand-up comedy from around like 2014 till around 2016 um i was out here doing like open mics and i had a couple of booked and paid gigs but um for those who are wondering what an open mic is it's when like random like up-and-coming comedians in the area come to a club and they do like five minutes on stage just to practice material and just just to get like used to being on stage and shit that's what i took it as um but the audience don't really know that they probably think you're like a book comedian but you're actually not um i mean i don't know how they would think that i mean they didn't pay anything to get in there so i don't know how they would think that you're paid but whatever um but i had stopped going to those um open mics when trump got elected because i just didn't feel like being funny or i didn't feel like much was funny and also with the crowd that i was um around i didn't feel like being funny towards them because i know that they probably have voted for trump and it was just like i just didn't feel like being in that environment and 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 I'm not gonna lie, I need work. Um, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Well, here's the deal on that. My struggle with stand up comedy was the setup. Um, I got the material. I'm funny, but I just need more um to get more comfortable just talking and setting up the jokes in a way that professional comedians do. Um I think that you can be podcast funny, you can be uh sitting around shooting the shit funny you can be the funniest girl at brunch but that doesn't you know translate to stand-up comedy you can ask you know nini and some other you know social media girls who thought they were funny because people laughed at their their skit of them having a wig on and it just didn't translate to you know stand-up comedy or comedy in general really because ain't shit really funny in that um but didn't come here to talk about that uh yeah so that's why that's the reason why i had initially decided to do a podcast to help me with that and you know i feel like in so many ways it has um i get more comfortable each episode and i just need to take my like writing more serious which i don't do that um so this right here, this whole thing is going to be like my diary. Now, that is one word I don't know really how to pronounce. Th- th- hold on. There's three words that I know I mispronounce all the time, and I don't give a fuck, and I'm going to always mispronounce them. That's diary, uh, jewelry, and library. 
like it is library l-i-e-b-e-r-r-y to me like yeah so when i say those words <laughs> um but um something else i've always talked about on here too is moving um i feel like i need to be in a city that offers like the comedy scene that i feel comfortable in um i'm big on having stability and i don't like uncertainty but you know here's the deal the main issue with me is i i can't lie i have chronic indecisiveness um i'm a libra um i know nothing about the zodiacs but they say libras are indecisive indecisive and my lord it'd be about to take me up out of here um I work in real estate mortgage and I don't know if you watch the news, but shit's bad out here and it's showing no signs of getting better. And in this industry, uh, when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it's bad. Um, I just survived two layoffs. Um, thank God. So it's like, why, you know, I work from home and everything. I think about moving, but it's like, I just be living in fear sometimes. And that's one thing that I have to get over um, that I'm, I'm always working on that. And like my mom tell me about it a lot that I shouldn't like be like that. I bum myself out and I probably miss out like on opportunities. Cause I'd be worried about like, I don't know, like losing a fucking job. And I have no reason to fear that because I've lost plenty of jobs in my day and bounce back with a better one. Like within like, the longest I ever, like, when I lost a job, the longest I ever gone without one, no, I, I would say without one that was better than the one I lost was, like, three months. So why would this time be any different? Like, if it should it happen again? Like, I don't know. And um, I can admit sometimes I can be kind of scared to break out my comfort zone. It's like I know how to move in, in Dallas, in DFW, like, in case shit happens. And I don't know a new city like that. Um, I don't know. I just need to just fucking do it. Um, I let fear of being laid off in June, like cancel my trip to Costa Rica. And I didn't even get laid off. Hell, even if I did get laid off, I probably still needed that vacation anyway. Uh, hell, what's the worst could happen? Shit. Uh, me and Gizzard end up on one of y'all living room floors. Child, no ma'am. <laughs> instead of my vacation though i spent like four days at home actually probably finally i can say i finally moved into this place after being here for two years um yes i finally took everything out of boxes that i had in closets and stuff and put shit up and hung up clothes um i even threw away the boxes um <laughs> i washed everything in my house um and uh yeah washed everything even washed gizzard's dirty ass and had to find him a new vet so <laughs> here's the deal on y'all's nephew gizzard okay so the first vet we went to in uptown i had just got racist vibes and let me start off by saying this like i've been around white people all my life even racist white people but i've never experienced like the looks and the weird stares I get since I've had a golden doodle. Um, just the, 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 it's just very, very weird. And they just like always try to think that they can just like give me advice and shit. It's like, do you, you don't do this to other pet owners. Like what, 
what are we doing here? Anyway, um, back to the vet. The the vet we went to in Uptown first. Uh, every time I brought him in there, they would take him to the back and like run like a thing to see if he had a microchip. And I'm like, do y'all not believe this my motherfucking dog? Like that 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 just really rubbed me the wrong way. And then so on his third round of shots, I was late by like um a week or two. And I, I just didn't really I just didn't feel like taking his ass up there, to be honest with you. And uh they said, Well, because he's late on his shots, he has to start all over. And I was like, Because he was a week late on his third round, he has to start all over from the first round. That does not make sense to me. And I called another vet and they was like, no, nah, he can start back where he left off. And I was like, I was asking him, I was like, so what if we start all over again and we get to the second round and he's a week late on the second round, he started back over again? Like, he, I ain't stupid, bitch. Y'all got to talk sense to me. Like, this doesn't, none of this makes sense. So we got him a new vet. Um. It's really cool. It's actually closer to the house. Um, and he went and got groomed Friday. I'm talking to y'all on early Thursday morning. It is like 2 o'clock in the morning. I had uh, went to bed about 7 o'clock this afternoon, this evening. And now I'm up. So I decided to go ahead and uh, record this for y'all. But um, I took him to the vet last... Fr not to the vet, but to the groomer last Friday. And he got... Um, they told me he had an ear infection. So I'm like, God damn. So I take him to the vet Sunday. And oh my God. So the, the vet bill ended up being $294.72. $294.72. That is ridiculous, especially when you did not plan on paying that. So uh, what they charge you for is they charge me for um, um, testing his ears, each ear. They charge me like $30 to test each ear. Then they charge me to flush out his ears. Then they charge me for the medication they gave me for his ears. Then um, I had mentioned to them that he did throw up the night before. Um, and I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong? So I think he has like he had like a stomach ache or something. He probably ate something that he don't he finds all type of shit to, like around here. I'm like, where did you get that from? That's that wasn't in my house. Where the fuck that come from? How did they get in my house? But anyways, so he had a stomach ache, and so they had to give him something for um, diarrhea or something, because oh my god! And so two hundred ninety-four dollars, and I didn't have pet insurance. I don't really understand pet insurance. I'm not gonna lie; I don't want to sound dumb or ignorant or anything like that. I mean, I understand the the, the how insurance work for a human but i don't understand how it would work for a pet i don't know if it's like worth it do you gotta pay the deductible all i'm sure you do and it's like i, I just don't know but 294 dollars like he got to get a job and just a deal with that um speaking of vaccines 
let's talk about this monkeypox bullshit. Child, the media is saying monkeypox virus could become um, <laughs> a new STD in the U.S. <laughs> now, here's the deal. I know this rattles the children, but y'all, it is what it is. And I think to try to act like this is something that is not um, and it's not af affecting the community that it's affecting, it's actually going to cause more harm than not. Um I just don't understand why people are mad at the fact that uh, people are saying are centering the gay community if that's where all the um, outbreaks are happening. Um, yeah, and y'all, I mean, just go out here. I'm not going to uh, bore y'all with no articles or anything and reading articles about this. Just uh, if the vaccine is available where you are, uh, get it. Um, it seems to me um i i don't want to i didn't want to talk about this because i feel like i would sound judgmental um talking about it from the things that i've seen um from the gay dudes that i've seen that has contracted i mean has caught monkeypox or whatever it has been sex workers i i may have not, i haven't seen other people um who's not um attached to sex work who hasn't caught monkey? Now, don't get it twisted. I know that there's some people out people out there who has monkeypox that's not attached to sex work. Like, I'm not gonna be don't be I'm not gonna be dumb and ignorant. Um, I just feel like we need to people get vaccinated they can so this shit don't start spreading to like the places like bars and gyms and shit like that where you can just catch it by touching something um, instead of just like more like skin to skin contact, which it's so much inf uh, different, like information out there on this on, on this shit. Like, who knows? And because I know here in Dallas, Dallas as of today, well, yesterday, Wednesday, they had like we had like a hundred cases. There's only like two hundred cases in the whole state, and there's a hundred here in Dallas. And Dallas doesn't have a mass vaccination uh program going on or <laughs> any type of clinics. Um, when I called that lady at the health department, that lady told me that you have to have came in direct contact with somebody that has had it. And that person who had it, who has it, they had to call the health department to give them your name. So the person that has monkeypox that you've been around has to call the health department and give them your name and then you can go get a vaccine. Um, so that's how Dallas County is doing the vaccines for right now. Um, I know in other places like um, Atlanta and it, definitely in New York, they have like registrations and stuff. Uh, Y'all go register. I know uh, most of uh, my supporters and everything and listeners are in Atlanta. So go register and get y'all's uh, uh, vaccines for the monkeypox because child... This shit look a mess. Um, yeah, and, and because of that, I just think that w with the combination of monkeypox and these COVID variants and the way flight travel is now, I think I'm going to skip uh, ATL uh, Pride Labor Day weekend. It's just like a bit much. And at this point, I really think uh, monkeypox might be 
the the least one that I'm worried about. It's really the COVID variants and the fucking flight travel. Um, and saying air travel sounds like you know a first world problem, but have y'all been hearing these horror stories about traveling, air travel, people bags just ending up wherever the fuck ever, and some people not even receiving them. Um, I was listening to what show was that? It was a podcast, I believe it was Black Guy Who Tips, and uh, they were uh, they had a, they were reading a story about a guy who put a little air tag thingy in his in his luggage. And it ended up, it didn't come to where he was at. And he just tracked it, like, go all over the world, basically. Um, flight delays, cancellations, not enough pilots. I read somewhere that uh, a lot of the pilots are retiring. And there's not enough pilots that's coming into the um, industry. And uh, they cut the training. It, it used to be like 1,500 hours to train to be a pilot. Now you only need 700 hours. Um, child, motherfucking planes finna start falling out the sky because they let just they gonna start letting anybody fly these motherfuckers. It's crazy, but that's not the only industry that's happened like that. I can tell, I can tell, I know from being in like the real estate mortgage industry that the um. The whole the appraisal inspection world, like the people who do like appraisals on homes and stuff, that uh industry has like a lot of people resigning, and it's causing like a lot of like hell. And there's not enough people like coming into it. But um, and on top of all this, girl, you got crazy bitches shooting at the airport right here in Dallas. <laughs> A Dallas woman accused of firing several gunshots inside a Dallas airport facing uh, faces charges of aggravated assault of a public servant because she allegedly fired one round toward a police officers, according to the warrant. The officer shot and wounded Portia Adufa. I think she's like she's I think she's African Nigerian or something uh, who was taken to a hospital. Uh, I don't know why I needed to add that. Um, who was taken to a hospital after uh, Monday's shooting at Dallas Love Field. Uh, Dallas Police Chief Eddie Garcia said at a uh, Tuesday news conference that uh, Odufa, who was prohibited from possessing a firearm, could face additional charges. So she was already not able to possess... Oh, God. Um, they said she had no luggage entered the ticketing area, then went into a restroom, emerging with her hands in her pockets of a hooded sweatshirt. Um, Garcia said that she then walked into the ticketing area and she had, uh, and said she had an announcement to make. Witnesses say uh, she started to ramble, talking about a marriage, incarceration, and that she was going to blow up the airport. And then she pulls a handgun from her sweatshirt. She fired two rounds into the ceiling before a Dallas police officer told her to drop the weapon, and she then fired in his direction. Uh, and then that's when she, when the officer struck her um and she was wounded uh the surveillance footage released by police shows uh people ducking behind kiosks of course uh falling to the ground and running as she started firing uh garcia landed um jail records don't list any attorneys who's represent her uh, garcia uh also said that the woman was shot in her uh like lower bodies and she had to undergo surgery, and she's in stable condition. 
Um, they went on to talk about how, you know, Love Fields, you know, one of the two major airports. Do, 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 do. They're still investigating. A judge last year found her incompetent to stand trial after she was charged with making a false report, court records show. The judge found that she wasn't a danger to others and referred her to outpatient mental health, mental health services. In that case, she was accused of pulling a fire alarm at a hotel after her request to extend her stay was denied. So she had been in trouble for that's crazy shit. So it if you can't get your estate standing, why would you pull the alarm, girl? You still gotta get your ass out of there anyway. I guess she said if I gotta get out of here, girl, everybody get up out this bitch. But girl, li listen to this shit right here, y'all. In 2019, she was found incompetent uh for trial in a fucking bank robbery in out there in Wiley. <laughs> oh my god she underwent treatment um in court record show uh the case was eventually dismissed also that year she was arrested for arson after telling a police officer who responded to a house fire in mesquite that she started it and was god's prophet um she also told police she was married to singer chris brown hold on the <sighs> Let me say, yeah, this bitch crazy. Because if you can choose anybody to be married to, this lady chose Chris Brown. And, like, you know, they just kept finding her incompetent of uh, crimes. Like, at some point, you gotta just take your incompetent ass to jail. Like, I don't, like, why do you keep letting her out? Clearly, these outpatient shit ain't working for her. And she could have killed people in that airport. Like, on Monday at the airport, she was also here making comments about Chris Brown, according to the arrest warrant. <laughs> Garcia said she had been prohibited from possessing a firearm since 2018. Um, so, yeah. So, that's Texas, you know, and their gun laws and their lack of gun laws uh, at play. Um it's crazy because, you know, I'm used to seeing people carry their guns openly here in Texas. Um, it's this little Mexican stud in my building. That little bitch always got her gun. She about 5'1". And it'd be a other couple of guys in here uh, that have their guns, too, on them. And I don't think they live for I think they should be here to see uh, their girlfriends or whatever. But the first time I saw that stud with her gun... Um, her girl, she was with her girlfriend and some other girl. They had just came back from the uh, the gay pride parade back in June or sometime it was, and she had it in her back pocket hanging out. Which I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I do think that that is illegal here. I think you have to have it in in, in a holster, you know, like a, like a motherfucking cowboy. Um, uh, you gonna fuck around and find out like that? Uh, what's that nigga name? That shot itself in the club. Um, shit. Oh, this is gonna bother me. Palaxo, Palaxo Birds, if that's how you pronounce it. Uh, that didn't happen here, but he shot himself in the club with his own gun. Anyway, um, that's what stood out to me is that she had it hanging out her back pocket. I'm thinking to myself, girl, somebody could grab this gun and pistol whoop y'all asses and 
take off running with this gun. And that's why I don't like agree like with this whole open carry thing. Like, girl, you five one and you every bit of like one twenty five wet. Somebody will beat the shit out you and take this gun. Or not even beat the shit out you, just take it and just take off running or just tell you to move, bitch. What you gonna do? I I, I just it, and just last night, it, um, it was a shooting down the street at the um, at a club in Deep Ellum. Um, not last night, the other night. Um, for those of you who aren't uh, familiar with Dallas, Deep Ellum is like a neighborhood off of downtown. Um, for those in Atlanta, it, it gives little Five Points vibes, like just those old buildings, gentrified restaurants, some clubs, bars, tattoo shops, all the little... Uh, hotel niggas selling incense and all that type of shit it's that type of area but um back in the day like them white people white folks used to be down there stabbing the fuck out of people and not out of each other in them um like bar fights and shit they used to have it used to be the wild wild west down there but somebody just got shot down there and i'd be hearing gunshots because it's just like down the street it's crazy like these young niggas be out here doing a fool um yeah, I don't know why I did not plan on talking about that. It just came from my head. Anyway, well, not anyway. That was rude. Moving along. <laughs> That's rude, too. Am I just rude? <laughs> Whatever. Have y'all been watching uh, TV, the shows, uh, Married to Medicine, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and Drag Race? Yes, bitch. Those are the three shows I'm watching right now at this time. I know. It's trash TV. I like mid trash TV. Like, um, I like for my entertainment to be mindless and silly. I don't know how some of y'all are like, some of y'all be following like 10 different shows and these shows be having like deep, heavy stories and plots and shit. And they be lasting forever, like seven plus seasons. And I personally don't think shows should go beyond three seasons. I don't care how good it is. To be honest, I just think shows should be one season. Tell your story, wrap that shit up, and go create something else. That's just like Insecure. Insecure could have been told in one season. And so, you know, like, um, I just think reality shows are the ones that should be like, more than like three seasons except for basketball wives basketball wives should have definitely been about three or four seasons i just don't know how like that shit is still on i was listen i was lost on basketball wives when jackie christie batshit ass was running around that event in a ball gown and falling out on the floor for no reason i don't recall what it was for or what it <sighs> anyway how the hell did I get here? Um, Married to Medicine. I am so glad that Married to Medicine is back. It's one of my favorite shows to ever come. Um, it also has one of my least favorite people to ever be on the TV screen, which is Dr. Heavenly. Um, I, that lady is... <sighs> but I, I'm glad to see Quad back on the show. Um... Yeah, uh, the Anila lady, Anila lady, just talking about she had a two point, her house is 2.5 million. I'm like, girl, where are you adding, like, maybe they seen stuff that they they didn't show us things. 
um, that's in the um, that's part of the house or whatever. Cause like I looked at a house that looks very similar to hers on the outside, and that bitch was four thirty five, four hundred and thirty five thousand dollars, and yeah. But and then uh, Toya, I think I think Anila and is just like the black the Indian version of Toya and Eugene. Like Anala and her husband, just a Indian version of them. Um, but I'm excited to see this season what's gonna come. Housewives of Atlanta is good this season. Um, I'm loving Kenya. Um, Marlo uh, should have stayed a friend of the show. Um, yeah, Drag Race. I'm ready for like um, for the other seasons to come back when bitches get eliminated, when we get some uh, negative critiques <laughs> on the runway. Now, so um, the the All Star Seven girls have been tweeting about how the editing was this season, and they were saying how a lot of, they did get negative critiques, but a lot of it was cut out, and some of their like favorite stuff from like the roast and all that stuff was all cut out, and all that stuff from editing. And they tried to make the season look the way it did. But I just thought that this was a participation ad season. I just wanted people to get eliminated. Um, people should have went home. Um, I think Jinx is going to win. But we'll see. And uh, talking about reality shows. Now, I know a lot of y'all tweet about this bad boys club bullshit and i just don't understand it like i don't understand how you standing up in front of like these these fucking i don't know w list celebrities and they just judging you to be on the show where y'all just i don't know fight you got some big greasy nigga and then you got the look the little sissy that with the, the the little with the um the car salesman with the look like his hip broke. They be standing like he flicked it or something. Like, girl, why are you standing like that? Anyways, um, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the auditions. So I just feel like there should be like if you're gonna do Bad Boys Club, actually go find people who are quote unquote, I guess whatever you consider a bad boy to be just because you unemployed and live on the edge that doesn't make you a bad boy like and that's really what a lot of these girls are just unemployed and living on the edge and what lou say they uh third shift cashiers at the racetrack that was very like specific to like a certain type of gay maybe i'll go into that one day but like the gas station cashier gays are like a whole brand of them on their own. Like, yeah. Kind of like how male nurses are, male flight attendants. Like, it's 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 a, it's a, I don't know. We're not going to go into it. I don't want to sound too ignorant. Um, <laughs> maybe that's too late. But uh, there's this... Uh, so I forgot who sent me this. Somebody sent me this article uh, from this blogger called Jasmine Canick. And in this article, she was talking about um, this uh, guy who actually is trying out for Bad Boys Club Houston. 
I think they've been having auditions like all around the motherfucking country. Yeah. So on, let me pull this up. On Jasmine uh, Kanik, Kanik, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Now she wrote this article in like, you know, her tone and she's saying I a lot. So I'm going to try to like not read it in that way and try to like skip around just to tell y'all the story. The name of the nigga is Devon Tenson. Um, and he goes by David Cunningham and Basically, what she's saying is, is that he was out in L.A. and he was um, using a different identity and he was like saying um, that he went to law school and that uh, his father was late council member David Cunningham and that he was running for some type of office and he would always raise money for these political office and then uh he would find a make up some type of excuse for why he couldn't actually file for the office when it came time to file and run and he did this in Los Angeles and now he's in in um Houston auditioning for the Bad Boys Club and I was like you know what I'm not mad at that that's that's the type of people that you cast you know cast that cast some people who um you know, some people who wouldn't talk about their past scammer life or shit like that. Just the girls who are unemployed out here and just trying to don't got nothing going on for themselves. I'm not saying this young man got something going on for himself because I don't know him. But like, yeah, a lot of bullshit. <laughs> so did y'all hear about, I know y'all seen this pink sauce shit that y'all that's on um line right now you know sauce that sauce good pussy big ball whatever kaya be saying um speaking of kaya listen kaya got a new song out called lick me low and it is one of my it's like my favorite song right now i listen to it every morning i don't know what brings me to want to listen to that song in the morning time but i don't know that's when i listen to it <laughs> it's very it's very um very arthur young sound it's very uh funky 40s sounding and it's just like my type of music like if i was to do music like <laughs> that's like the music i would do but anyway back to the pink sauce stuff so it was this girl on uh tiktok who i guess she had a recipe for some sauce um, pink sauce and she started selling it people started buying it and that just went sour real bad like literally sour uh she she, she was Okay, so people bought the sauce, and from what I saw, from people who actually got like the first batches or whatever, they were saying how good it was, wooty wooty woo. Then the pack, then the the product started coming looking like it was spoiled. She started shipping it in bags, and it was leaking and running, and it was like, girl, you gotta either be ambitious as fuck or dumb as fuck to think that you could run that operation out of your motherfucking kitchen. Which one is it? And I think she dumb because she made another video talking about um, basically she didn't know what FDA was. And, and, I, and I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that um, 
maybe her stuff fall on the cottage law or whatever, where you can sell like jelly, allow you to sell like jellies and, you know, jams and condiments and shit. But I don't think hers does. And so people was posting it. It was coming in different colors. And then what really made it funny to me was people who was like, like take it up for her. Now, don't get it twisted. I hope she can get this together and flip this and actually, you know, make some money. People like crazy, quirky shit like that. I'm not a, I'm, I wouldn't eat it because I'm not a condiment type of person. Like, I don't do ranches and and blue cheeses and um, what's that shit you, they be trying to give you when you go to Mexican restaurant them, they call them them fucking creamers and all that old shit, sour creams and stuff, I don't eat none of that stuff so, I know I wouldn't try it but people out here like that stuff I hope she get it together maybe, I don't know, Hans could buy it from her or something, I doubt it cause Hans already came out with colorful ketchup and nobody bought that shit, that shit looked disgusting like, why would you want your ketchup to be green horrible but yeah and then you know, but they start talking about oh y'all talking about um a black woman business i forgot the exact tweet what it said it's something about how uh black women black businesses are under attack i don't know i don't know newfangled ass bullshit and um it made me think about <laughs> this new business that i'm seeing out here with this nigga out here with these no slip bonnets so this nigga got these bonnets out here and he got them on, and he, uh, I guess the, the thing about it is they don't slip. Um, they won't fall off your head. So he attaching it to everything and to show you that they don't slip off your head. And I don't think he's going to stop until he snap his fucking neck. Because he just be tying, like, fucking uh, uh, tires and uh, uh, nightstands and every damn thing else to these fucking bonnets and dragging them. And what's <laughs> I had said when he sh when these shipments started arriving and people try them off, somebody gonna tr try them on. Somebody gonna make a video of that shit falling off their head and then they gonna drag him and that's gonna be the end of his business. Hate to say it, <laughs> I hate to say it, but we've been here and we should know the cycle and we should know how that works. He should just. You know, just sell the bonnets. Um, like old girl with the um this not the same thing, but like how old girl with the uh with the do rags, the hundred dollar do rags, who opened up a do rag store in on in fucking uh Los Angeles. I think it was in Melrose or some shit, some high ass shit. <laughs> she was listening to Twitter. She was uh she had hired people, paid them fifteen dollars an hour. You know, them uh you know niggas on Twitter love hollering about a fifteen dollars an hour. And um paid them fifteen dollars an hour and she had to go out of business. Cause she should have had them made in China and she should have sold them online. But she was listening to uh Twitter and then when she when her business had to go under, Twitter was the main people dragging her. So child, look. Speaking of bonnets, child, uh, Monique got a, a special with Netflix coming out. I forgot all about that. That was that that was something. Like I think I I really do think the internet blew that bonnet shit out of like made it bigger than what it was with Monique because when I only saw women getting mad, the women was getting mad. The women I saw getting mad was women who 
would never wear a bonnet in public. Like, it was performative. They had to be mad to prove how black they was. Or, I, I, I don't know. Because, let me tell you, a bitch that wears a bonnet in public don't give a fuck about what no Monique got to say. Go up to a bitch in public that's wearing a bonnet and ask her to take her bonnet off. And why she beat your ass. Look. We're going to have to get on up out of here. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, I have said that I'm. Um, this show is only gonna be thirty minutes. I'm gonna uh, shoot for thirty minutes. Give y'all thirty minutes every week. Um, listen, I'm not gonna promise you no hour, girl. <laughs> that's not gonna <laughs> listen. Uh, but before I get out of here, that's one thing. One thing I do want to talk about. Uh, there was this tweet. This girl was talking about um, this lady, this woman said that gay men who call women female is a red flag and that was just like so like crazy because i don't really know all i really know is gay people you know i mean that's like that i talk to on a regular basis and that is around me mostly it's just mostly gay people so i don't really hear uh gay men use female like that especially in a negative tone that uh guys you that straight men use it and even other women use it because i from my understanding when i grew up like female was always just a placeholder for bitch or hoe or it was it, 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 it was a nicer way well people thought it was a nicer way of calling somebody a bitch or a hoe that and so that's why I don't like particularly say it, but I just thought that was just like crazy. It had got a lot of retweets, and and that that's the thing that stood out to me. Like people was just like, okay, y'all, y'all buying into this. But anyway, uh, let me go. I'm actually getting. I'm actually hungry, but I'm gonna take my ass to bed. It's going on three o'clock in the morning, and I gotta sign into work in the morning. Um. Yeah. Hope y'all enjoyed this. Uh, y'all need to interact with me. Let me know y'all listening. Subscribe, rate, uh, wherever you listening to, uh, wherever you listen at. Um, the Twitter for this show is at the deal with ba. The hashtag is with ba. Um. Yeah. I. Till next time. Talk to y'all later. Bye.